getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening, welcome, happy new year, and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host, Fergus. This is our match preview show where we're going to look ahead to the West Brom game at 8 o'clock tonight. We will reflect back on the Brighton game as well. And we're going to have a general chat about the transfer rumours and a little bit about Liam Brady as well. I'm joined tonight by old man Trev, born in 1886, the day Arsenal was founded. And also um, Mem, who is literally got here within seconds of me pressing the go live button. So if he's out of breath, actually, you know what? I've got to go to you first, Mem, because you're going to really struggle to talk right now. <laughs> How you boys doing? You okay? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Under trying circumstances. You're right about you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Um, Trev, the captain's in the house, I know, because um, we uh, wished each other a happy new year beforehand. Um, uh, just make make sure the captain doesn't go overboard. You know what he's normally like. No. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, he got his breath back. <laughs> <laughs> it's strong, that one. Right. What's your excuse for being late, first of all, Mem? Uh, just domestic stuff, mate. Just the dog dinner, just squeezing it all in. I, I don't know. I actually fell asleep earlier on on a sofa, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the, I've done the exact same actually. So I was I hadn't even done my notes yeah. show or anything like that. So so uh, we'll kick off with Brighton. The Brighton the uh, defeat against Everton on December nineteenth left us four points above the relegation zone after fourteen games. The worst start in our season since nineteen seventy four seventy five. But fortunes have changed uh, with a three one victory against Chelsea, and now we had a hard fixture against a team battling to stay in the league. Tuesday's display uh, lacked the fizz of Chelsea's game, especially in the first half. But in the second half, we came out and attacked Brighton. The tempo and urgency was turned up a couple of notches after the break. Aubameyang, Martinelli came close before he's our Frenchman number nine. Took 29 seconds. Some people were saying 21, but according to uh, my source here, it was said 29 seconds uh, to fire one home on the 66th minute. Um what did we make of the game then overall? Uh, Trev, I'll go to you first. Oh, I didn't think it was too bad, to be honest, Fergus. We're away at Brighton, who, who always give us a game. Yeah, we were a bit off it in the first half, but we we uh, battled well and, and, and we stayed in the game. And second half, we came out, looked a different side and, and all but played them off the park, really. A 1-0 win to the Arsenal. I love saying that. 1-0 to the Arsenal. It just rolls off the tongue nice and easy, doesn't it? So a lot of people were a bit concerned about the performance, but I wasn't, Fergus. I thought that the youngsters showed their bit of class again. El Nene and Xhaka were El Nene and Xhaka. Didn't let us down. Didn't set us on fire. Um, Alba and Laka, I can't make up my mind which of the two I want at the moment, to be honest. So we're coming off two wins. We've beaten Brighton. And I'm in a good place, mate. I am, to be honest. I, I wasn't worried about it. Mem, your thoughts on it? And uh, then Alba Alaka. Um, Not too dissimilar to what you said, Ferg, and, and just what like um, Trevor's just elaborating on as well, really. Um, it was a tough first half. Uh, I thought there was a... Yeah, we, it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a great performance. It wasn't quite as vibrant and, and bright and sharp as the Chelsea game. But I'm just really pleased and happy that the three young lads played again. And, um, you know, excuses tonight, yeah. Um, 
what else can I say? Alberto Lacquer. I think both have got slightly different qualities, but Lacazette looks a little bit more confident at present. So I think I, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be going with Lacquer at present. Yeah. Do you, do but, you think? Do you think that Lacazette actually works better with these, this this um, Martinelli, Smith Rowe, and um, uh, ESR sort of behind him? Yeah, he, he, Lacazette links the play so much better than Aubameyang does anyway. I think we're all aware of that. Um, different sort of centre-forwards, aren't they? Different sort of strikers. Um, I think at present, the three young boys are bringing such an energy. I, I, I think they're making it easier for whoever plays up top at the moment. Yeah, they just need to be there in the right place at the right moment, link the play up well. And I think the young boys are going to make opportunities for them. They just need to take them. Uh, and, and Lacazette's finish was, I've been a big critic of his. I sometimes feel he needs too many opportunities to score, yeah? Um, and um, he put it away really well and I was really relieved. I think that was an over, over sort of overwhelming um, feeling from that game was just a sense of relief that we, we, we managed to get another win. And, and as Trevor said, you, you mate, it's nice to win 1-0. It's good if you can keep them out and... And take your one opportunity. This game is all about taking your opportunities when they present themselves. And if you don't, it invariably comes back and, you know, bites, bites you in the bum, doesn't it? As it did at their place last season. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, Brighton were unbeaten uh, in the past five league contests against uh, against us. Um, they won three times and, and we drew twice. Uh, they won both games 2-1 last year. Uh, for the, done the double overs for the first time, so you know, as you say, one nil, really good. It was always going to be a difficult, a difficult, difficult game. Um, my 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 negatives out of it was uh, the fact that Abamyang took uh, so many opportunities and just couldn't couldn't get on the end of the um, uh, on the scoring sheet. Really, he scored five goals in the league this season, and normally he'd be on fifteen or sixteen goals by this stage. He, he's just about a goal a game normally. Um, or a goal a game and a half even. Um, and Saka, Saka got, Trev, um, he, he got absolutely battered again, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did, Ferguson. I think the young lad's going to have to start getting used to that, you know. Refs are going to have to protect him a bit because he's he's very, very high profile now, is um, uh, our young lad Saka, and, and they're going to be looking for him, the kickers. Just, just generalising a little bit, but on the same subject, and it loves conversation about who do we want to play out of Alba and Lacquer and and, and 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 where are we going next. And, and what you've got to remember is, right, that it's not just Alba and Lacquer that have benefited from the Martinelli, Saka and the ESR link-up. It's, it, it's the two players behind them. Uh, El Nenny and Xhaka have actually looked all right there, but they've looked all right because they've got so much energy in front of them, you know. I, I, undoubtedly for me, I know I'm probably going to get a telling off here on the comments in a minute, but undoubtedly for me, Bellerin has looked a better player with more energy in front of him. With we, we, not having uh, William you know, in front of him, you know, I'm not going to get personal here with yeah. William. Um, a young lady on on um, on um, Twitter, Steph, her name, I don't know her, but we follow each other on Twitter, and she's just put on Twitter that it's it's disgraceful some of the comments that Willian has had today personal comments and that's true you shouldn't go down that road but there's no harm in saying no harm at all in saying that 
Bellerin and the right-hand side has looked better without Willian. That energy in front of of of, mm. of uh, Bellerin has been has been a massive improvement. Uh, to be honest, um, you know Lacazette. You talk about Lacazette. Um, he scored uh, in his past three games against Arsenal. He, ha he hadn't hit the net uh, in his um, twelve previous games before that. So you know, I, I think he he has to he has to. Um, probably start tonight and 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 Saka if he does get a go um and 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 starts I'm hoping because Saka was wasn't Saka taken off and Marcelli were taken off in the game um well, I'm it, hoping that is just to give he will start I'm convinced well it's interesting start. boys it's very interesting you've nailed it Fergus who went off in a Brighton game Saka ESR and Martinelli mm. I'm yes. hoping that's signal that he wants to get at least an hour out of all three of them at the start of the game tonight that would make my day. Hmm. Uh, well, Saka has registered 15 assists in all competitions, more than any other player for the club. So, you know, um, he he is just going to grow and grow. And, and Trev, I think you put a comment on Twitter uh, at Hilsey Gooner um, about ESR. He's 20 years of age and people talk about Grealish, a player that we'll never be able to afford because we'll never uh, spend the money for him. And he'll probably be City, Real Madrid, uh, bound to one of those top oil-funded um, uh, clubs if he leaves uh, Villa. Um, you know, Smith, uh, Smith Rowe, his stats are looking like he could be better than uh, the likes of Cesc, better than the likes of um, uh, Grealish. Do you want to elaborate on that point you made on, on, on Twitter? I can't remember making it, but then again, I am old, mate, as you just reminded you everyone. 1886, but, uh, yeah. What, what we have got to do with... with oh, I swore then. What we have got to do... What, what, we have, what, what we have got to do is not put too much pressure on this lad, Smith Rowe. He's played two or three games and he's done really well. Really, really well. Just let him flow along. Like we have with Saka, really, and, you know, in the early days. And I'm sure I, w I wouldn't trade Martinelli, Saka... And ESR for any of them, any of the rest of, of the players in the league at the moment. I, I'm enjoying watching them play together. I'm I'm enjoying the way they've lifted our side as a whole, and and I want I just want to see them play. And and I've not felt that way, not just this season. I've not felt that way for quite a long time. And uh, Alex, it's making me feel good. And I just want to see the three of them in the side. Just want to see the three of them in the side. What really impresses me about the young lads more, aside of the energy, the ability, they, they clearly have, you know, great, great ability levels, all, all three of them, yeah? It's, it's their decision-making, Fergus. I talked to you about this on occasion. For, 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 for young Saka, for someone so young, when he was put out on that right wing, I think it was maybe the tail end of the restart, yeah? He struggled for a game or, uh, for a game or two to get to grips with the, the position, but when you see him playing it last weekend, it's as though he's been playing in that role all his life. And he's only a young lad. I, I, I think his game intelligence, you know, his football savvy, his decision making for someone so young, all three of them. Yeah, I, I, I categorise all three of them in the same manner. Uh, it's not just about the skill and the energy that they bring. Um, I, I just, yeah, they're making right decisions. And 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 Trev made a great point about it's benefiting the guys behind them as well because what I like to say is 
Do you remember when we were talking about how baffled we were? What happened? You know, it, it all looked disconnected suddenly um, when we was going through that rough uh, period and, and a lack of confidence and belief didn't help. But these young lads just seem to have connected the whole team from front to back uh, with their skill, energy and decision making. Um, and it just seems like the whole team is singing on the same page again. Everyone is on the same uh, on the same front foot. When he goes, he goes. The pressing is really good. It's compact. It's tight. So I'm looking forward to seeing all three of them for as long as it lasts. Because as young lads, yeah, it is difficult for them to sustain it, and there is big pressure on them. But I think they can handle it. They're handling it well. I think the issue we'll have probably tonight, if you look at the Brighton game, they've got a, a very progressive manager in, in Graham Potter. Um, he does like to play football. Uh, he's unfortunate that he's had some injuries in Welbeck uh, and Lalana, so he hasn't got a goal coming from any anywhere. They're losing 3-1 to Wolves as we speak. Um, and, uh, you know, we're up against a different animal, and I mean animal, uh, tonight in, in Big Sam. You know, uh, I, I I was uh, on it's an Arsenal thing. Uh, I was chatting with Tom Phoebe the the other day. Uh, I done a little bit of a, an audio bit for him on a podcast, and he he asked me about it and uh, how I got into football. And one of the first few games, the first game I went to see was uh, Bradford City in 1999 at, at Highbury. But one that I used to regularly go to was. Um, Blackburn and Bolton and generally Bolton and Sam was always in charge of these games and they were always horrible games to go to. Um, they're always very negative style football. Invariably, a friend of mine now, Kevin Nolan, used to score against us. <laughs> He's only scored three goals against us and two of them were on my birthday. So, <laughs> But I'm, I'm expecting a big Sam uh, tonight just to have two banks of 10. Honestly, uh, if he could, if he could do it, two banks of ten is what he'll do. Um, uh, and if, if we concede the first goal, I think I think we could be in trouble. Trev, thought, thoughts on Big Sam and the Big Sam factor? Forget about West Brom as, as a whole. Do you think West uh, Big Sam is a big factor? Well, Fergus, you can't deny the fact he's he, he's been a decent manager. I mean, he was England manager until. One of the newspapers stitched him up, wasn't he? And, and I wasn't upset with him being an England manager. Big Sam has always got a lot of stick when he comes to the Arsenal. He's always got a lot of stick. So he must be thinking I'd like to put one over him. But whether he's got, they've got the Big Sam effect or not, recent form, recent stats say that we should be beating West Brom tonight. And I'm very hopeful, Fergus, regardless of whether... Sam Allardyce is there or not. You know me, mate. I don't like talking about the opposition too much. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal man. But I, I, I can't, I can't, after seeing what that went on the other night with, with West Brom, I, I, we should really beat them. We should really beat them tonight. If we, if we put the side out with Eddie, I'm going to say it again. I think if we went back three weeks and we're on that, and we're on that uh, eight game losing run, then it's a different story, but we're not. We're not. West Brom have just West Brom, as Richard said, the worst time to play a team immediately after a, a heavy loss at home, um, and they, they they got smashed the other day, didn't they? So that's going to be different. Well, what's your thoughts on the the Big Sam um, factor then, men? Uh, I, I think the key tonight is if we can nick an early goal. They've, Trevor's absolutely right. Yeah, they've just been stuffed five. Was it five nil? 
Was it five? Uh, and Richard has got a point. But if we can nick an early goal, yeah, if we can get an early goal, I think the game swings. Uh, we, we can hopefully maybe take the game away from them. Who, who knows? We'll see. But it's going to be a tough, tough, tough uh, uh, match. Sam Allardyce, uh, credit where credit is due. Not personally a big, massive fan of his style of football, but I actually don't mind Sam at all. I, I think he, uh, yeah, he, he's been around a long time and he, he's got more than half an idea of how to win a football match. So, um, and um, he, he, he doesn't have much of an idea how to wear a face mask, though, does he? <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. But he, he had no, his face mask yeah. up here on it. It was just absolutely no. hilarious. Absolutely but hilarious. He, he's definitely going to have an effect. He's already had an effect on him. Their first game against Liverpool was, was quite a decent performance, um, I gather. But um, if we can get an early goal tonight, I think the evening becomes significantly easier. As the game goes yeah. on, playing as nil-nil, then it, it gets a bit harder. There you go. Liverpool got an early goal. Naz just makes the comment, Liverpool got an early goal and the rest is history because they had to come out. But I, th I think um, they, they do seem devoid of a bit of confidence and I don't think Sam would have had enough time with them. It's probably lucky that he hasn't had like a, a week off because he's not going to have had much time to work with them on set pieces, which is uh, what he likes to do. Um, you know he will come in and just uh, try and do anything and everything just to stop and break up the play, be it taking a minute, chucking a ball away for a, a, a throw-in, kicking a ball away when he, he loses a free that way. Anything to break the momentum um, of, of Arsenal or any team he comes up against, but in particular Arsenal. I don't I don't think he particularly likes us very much. Um, Jake Livermore will not be a... Uh, serves his final game with uh, suspension. Kieran Gibbs is a doubt uh, after a muscular injury. Um, in the warm-up to Leeds. Arsenal are optimistic about Saka, will be fit. Uh, David Luiz and William could return. Gabriel is out because of coronavirus. Um, he's tested positive for that, and I wish him well if he has uh, tested positive. Well, he obviously has. But um, And Thomas Partey, I believe, didn't travel, um, and he will be fit and ready for the Newcastle game next weekend. Who are you expecting in the back, uh, Trev? If you're looking at uh, lineup wise, um, holding. Oh, I'm expect. I'm I'm fully expecting, and I'm ultra hopeful that we're going to put the same side out as we did against Brighton, uh, and we'll either rotate Alba or Lacquer in that position. What would I like to see? If, if, if Party was fit, I'd like to see him coming for El Nenny or Xhaka. And I've also got something in my head that tells me that Ainsley Maitland-Niles could probably do at least as good a job, if not better, than either Xhaka or, or El Nenny in the middle of the field. But I want the same side. Rotate Laka or Alba. Don't care which one it is for me because it doesn't matter when they've got that energy in front of them. Um as I say, the only changes I I would consider is if 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 we bought Angel and Maitland-Niles in for El Nenny or Xhaka, I wouldn't be upset with that. And obviously, if Party was fit, you would imagine he would come in for one of those two as well. So yeah, and and Heath Heath Heath, I was just going to say Heath has absolutely nailed it there for me. If I was holding or Mari, and I got dropped next week when Gabriel's fit again, I'd be ex I'd be confused. I'd be thinking, well, what's going on here? What's going on here? Because mm. we've really lifted it. We've really lifted it and we're looking half decent. 
you know. Uh, holding is very, very underrated. Very underrated, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not bothered about any changes at all, mate. And, and um, Mem Trev talks about like if if um, Gabrielle or, or Louise uh, are available, Williams available. If you are Smith Rowe, if you are um, you know Martinelli, or if you're um, one of those players, or if you're uh, one of the centre backs and you're dropped for either David Louise or um, William, what do you think? Especially as one of the youngsters. Um, I don't think he can right now, the way they're playing, guys. I, I honestly believe that he can't. Not the way they're playing right now, but I, I want to make a point because we, we touched on it earlier this week, Ferg, in a quick chat as well, and, and, and Trevor's really, really um, mentioned it there as well. I, I'm really keen. I think Ainsley really does deserve a chance. The way he's performed this season, whenever he's been brought in, He's been on it. He's been sharp. He's been focused. And I have been a big critic of his, Fergus. I, I, I've shared this with you. I think sometimes his use of the ball is poor. But he looks really switched on and focused. And I'd like to see him played and given a run in where El Nenny plays, yeah? Um, I think he does a decent job, El Nenny. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not going to go into it too much. But I I'd really like to see Ainsley given a chance in a central midfield berth on the right-hand side. I, I think he could be really good at the moment, the way he looks as focused as I've ever seen him, yeah? Um, yeah, you can't... I can't see how he can drop any of those young lads at the moment. Unless it's like for a cup game or something, then I think, yeah, maybe he'll make a change, yeah? But at present, no, um, I don't think he dare change it. It's, it's, it's come across a winning formula, yeah? You can't change... Uh, when you've got a winning formula going, the way we've been playing, we, we're only two, we've only won two games. I don't think he can drop any of those lads for any of the uh, players that you've mentioned at, at present. And and Big Steve comes in the comments and says like AMN for El Nenny would be brilliant. Like myself and Steve have been quite um, vocal on supporting El Nenny uh, as a water carrier, but I tell you what, his bucket had, a lot, had an awful lot of holes in it the last few games, and he spilt more water than. I don't know, Jesus, um, the Thames water. Xhaka <laughs> played, played much better the last game, but he's only he come back from being sent off, so he, he had to put in an, an extra shift. Let's hope he can sustain it and not make any silly bugger mistakes, yeah? That, that's all you need to do against a boy Sprom tonight. No stupid mistakes. In that position, hang on one second, Trev. In that, in, in that position... Though I think Shaka is probably our best option. You've either got Shaka, you could rotate Louise into into that position, and then you could have Maitland Niles. So um, I, I I don't and haven't rated Sabias from uh, the beginning. He's had about three or four games for us. El Nenny, unfortunately, is just so negative and backwards and not connecting with our our youthful uh, midfield. So it's um yeah it's 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 got to be Shaka is the first name on the team sheet. Unfortunately, it, for me, uh, in that position, what? Go. what? And, it, and it, until in that, in that is it on, exactly. What are, what are you talking about again, Fergus? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about <laughs> just essential midfield players. El Nenny donkeys. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Jack has played. No, it's not. I'll tell you why Jack is playing better. 
Xhaka is playing better because he's getting worried about his place, because he's been put out of his comfort zone, because there's a load of players around him now playing better than him, both behind him and in front of him. So he's not in that comfort zone anymore where he can start being a brat and, and getting, him, getting himself stupidly sent off because he knows if he goes out the side again, quite likely he won't get back in because there's players playing better than him. He's got Rightly that comfort so. zone, he's gone. Where he he don't walk into no side, Granite Xhaka now. And the good thing is, no Arsenal player walks into the side at the moment, right? We're, we're, we're looking really, really good. And I was going to make another point, but my age just kicked in again and I've forgotten what the bloody hell I was going to say now. So but I'll think about it again in a minute. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, Fergus. We are short in the middle of the field. If Party comes back, Party and Maitland-Niles would be good. But... Xhaka will start playing better because he's got to. Would would playing, say, Party and Maitland-Niles are um, a, a combination like that, would that give us a, a more attacking sort of midfield? So do we need two uh, defensive midfielders? Do we just not need one, like we used to have with Edu, like we used to have with Gabriel, just screening that back four? I think with the change in the way people play football a little bit more and... The, the, the real emphasis on wing backs and one of those two defensive midfielders dropping into a three. I think this probably is a case for having two defensive midfielders. So you've got the three and one on front. What do you think, man? Uh, I'm I, I'm not one for this DM business. I'm a little bit older. You yet. don't even understand. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. seriously, DM this, mate. You're a midfield player, yeah. You're supposed to be able to trap the ball, pass the ball, tackle, get up and down the pitch. Yeah, that's what midfield players are supposed to do. Yeah, Ainsley will bring energy, but more so than that, I think he's because he's looking so focused. To me, I feel he's looking so in tune and switched on, and that can only be our manager, right? Um, I, I think he brings a real good defensive discipline when he knows the job he's got to do. Yeah, when he's being given a clear instruction, this is what you're not. I want you to go out there and this is what I want you to play. This is the positions I want you to take up. I, I, I really just, I just want to see him given an opportunity. We're talking about this pairing, that pairing, but right here and now, the ones that we got, Xhaka and Nelny, uh, yeah, Ainsley. I just want to see Ainsley given an opportunity now, just like the other three lads. I, I just think he can bring something more to the midfield than what... Um, Mo and you, you, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to see him play that right back instead of um, Bellerin. No, because uh, I think Hector Bellerin, I, I think is a decent right back. Yeah, I'm not saying he's he's up there with the best. Yeah, uh, given the right cover, given the right support, he's played really well. Let's see if he can just add that consistency to his game as well. I just Ainsley uh, is a central midfield player, isn't he? Yeah, that, that, that's what the lad is supposed to be. He's, he's been shifted here. He's been shifted there. And I think he's done a remarkably really good job. He really has. And I just want to get to see him play in that position to see what he brings. And if he's crap and shit, then cry, no problem, mate. We'll bring the rest. We'll bring the other donkey back in. Yeah. But yeah, I just want him to be a bit. I want him it's to be a little bit bolder. It's his preferred position as well, isn't it? It's his preferred position. Yeah. So. I think he deserves an opportunity. And I can't believe I'm going on about it so much because I've been a big critic of his, but I think he's ready to be given a chance now to play in that role. Trev, um, are you expecting goals? Uh, the Arsenal have scored 25 
uh, in 25 successive top flights against the Baggies, last failing to do so with the Hawthorns in November 1985, a game you probably were at, I expect. Possibly, possibly. Carry on. No, no, are you expecting goals? There was a question in there. It, it wasn't 1885. We didn't exist then. Of course I'm expecting goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting us to win 1-0. I'd love us to win 1-0 tonight. I've still just got party in me, head, and, and I'm just curious, really. Bef I'd heard of Thomas party and I'd seen the odd snippet, but I hadn't seen much of him. But in the bit of him we've seen at Arsenal, I don't I don't think party's a defensive midfielder full stop. Do you, boys? I mean, he, no. he's quite happy coming forward with a ball and making a cutting pass, isn't he? So he's got the best of both worlds in him. You know, I agree, Kai. Yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. Kai's right. He, he's, he's more to no. him than that. There's much more to him than that. No, he's a good midfield but player. Yeah. He's a good all-round midfield yeah. player. Yeah. I, I, but I it'd, think it'd, it'd be nice to get... Be nice to see him play in a red and white shirt, Trev. He he, he doesn't seem to. He we doesn't seem to. I know, I know, but we I mean, only we can injured, mate. I know, I get that, but only we can go and spend forty-five million on a player and, and a top top player, and he get injured after two three games. It's just, I don't I know. know what is it. Is, is it bad? Like, what, I, I'm just. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I know he's a quality player. I can't really, and I haven't been really excited about him because I've not seen, he's not he's not played for us enough, guys, unfortunately. We're almost halfway through I'm the season. Putting, I'm putting yeah, it down to bad luck, man. I'm putting it down to bad luck, okay. man. Me. Hope, it's, hope uh, it's that. <laughs> so Pierre Aubameyang is set to make his 100th Premier League appearance uh, for Arsenal. Um Abamyang has been involved in 17 goals in 15 uh, Premier League games against promoted sides, scoring 13 goals and assisting on four. It would be nice if he does play a role at some point tonight, which I think he will. I'm hoping they'll start with Lacazette and uh, or even start with both of them. And But if you started with both of them, who do you drop? Trev? You don't, because you don't start with both of them. Unless you're resting, either unless Martinelli or 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 um, Smith Rowe's injured or tired or carrying something, I can't see how you can start with both of them, Fergus. Mate, mate, while while we're on it, can I just just put something out there about Albamiang? Yeah, Albamiang still got plenty in the bank for me. He's still got my faith. I'm I'm sure he'll come back scoring goals. But I've just just going round my head. Would should Arteta should Mikel Arteta find a way of being really nice to Albamiang, but saying to him in the best way possible, Al Alba, I'm taking the captaincy off you. You were a much better player without that burden on your shoulders. You scored so many more goals without that burden on your shoulders. Forget about being captain. Just go up top, play your heart out, and score goals again. Don't worry about anything else. I've, I just feel that, I don't know, that might be a help. And somebody's saying if you were to rotate them and play the two of them, drop Martinelli because he's come back from injury. So there is there is a point, but I think he's been managed uh, and in against Brighton, he was taken off early. So I, I, I prefer it that, I, I prefer it the way you've just suggested it, Ferg. Yeah. It, and the lad is correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, you need to manage these players, but I, I'd rather they, these young lads start for maybe 50, 60, 65 minutes 
and then and then take them off uh, there thereafter because uh, I don't think we can go with the others at the moment. The way these boys are, you know, the way they've performed these last two games. Yeah. Yeah. Ferg, I remember um, what it was. I remembered. Ferg, Ooh. I remembered. <laughs> stop! Stop! Press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have a cider. <laughs> you see, the thing is now, boys. The thing is now, boys. We we don't play for a week now, and it's Newcastle in the cup a week today, and then we don't yep. play till the Thursday. So f- surely, you play the youngsters tonight. You play our best team tonight, our best performing team. And if you want to give anyone a rest, they've got a week off. Give them a rest against Newcastle next week. Stick them on the bench and only use them if you need them against Newcastle next week. Then we don't play till the first year. They've got nearly a fortnight off. There you go. Is is the FA Cup important to us this year? I know we're jumping ahead a week, but... Yeah, don't go there, of course, says, yeah. the, says the man who's got a 1979 shirt on. Yeah, last year it was everything, so it course, potentially could be this year again. It's great competition, yeah. okay? Great, I, 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 the, the greatest cup competition on planet Earth in, in world football, okay? That, that, of course, it's yes, it's very important, yes, yeah, but okay. Don't shoot me down. If we're successful in the um, FA Cup, yes, we win a trophy. Um, or even if we get to the the final and we're runners up against somebody who's already qualified for Europe, it gives us European football into the Europa League again. Um, I know we're not many points off the top four, and the top four has still got to be a realistic target for us to go for, but. Do you want to be in the Europa League again? I know it's great for us if we can go travel and and and, and stuff. It's great days out and everything else. But do you not think that detracts from where our ultimate ga- game has to be, uh, which is Champions League and Premier League? <laughs> go on, man. He's going. He's going. Yeah. Um, I'm, look, I'm we, speechless, we, man. I'm we, we, we all... <laughs> <laughs> Fire in the hole. We're not. <laughs> look, I, I'm quite an optimistic fan, as you know. I think Trevor's even more optimistic than me at, um, when it comes to the Arsenal. We're unfortunately and haven't been for a number of years, right? Um, of Champions League quality, we've not been good enough for a, for a number of years to qualify by right through the league. And so, if it weren't for the FA Cup last season, oh God. If it weren't for the FA Cup last season, your wish had come true, Ferg. But no, I, I, I don't know. That's a really tough. It's a tough question. I don't know. Like, like, yeah, pass. <laughs> I know. Go I on, know. Trev. Go on. The FA Cup. The FA Cup has been lifting us through bad times for years, and being being truly selfish and just looking at it from a fan's perspective. I'd want to go to the cup final. I know we couldn't go this year. I know that. So take that aside. I want to go to the cup final every year as a fan. And I've got a right to demand it as a fan. I want to see us playing a cup final. I want to spend that day out with, with my friends. I want to watch us walk out on a Wembley field. Be little FA cup. Never in a million years. It's there to be one. It's the best tournament a cup tournament in the world, apart from the World Cup, as Mem rightly said. Yeah? 
So, no, we want to be in the FA Cup. We want to win it every year. Look how it lifted us at the end of last season. Beating, who did we, we beat uh, Man City, didn't we, and, and Liverpool. And, 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 and we just lifted. And, and Chelsea, we, we, you know, we beat, people will say, oh, it's only, you get that mob up the road whose name I will never say. You get that mob up the road having a go at us on Twitter saying, oh, it's only the FA Cup. They'd give their right arm and their last shekel to lift that FA Cup, let me tell you. <laughs> They're desperate to lift that FA They're desperate to lift anything. So, yeah, I want to be in the FA Cup, but I yeah. want to win it. And I, don't, I want to be in the Champions League as well. But if it's the Europa League, then so be it. So be it. We're go. only in the Europa League this year because of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. I, I, I just I thought I'd put it out there. I thought I'd put yeah, it out nah. there. Yeah, no. Yeah. We got about nine minutes to uh, we got nine minutes to the team announcement. Uh, I suppose it gives us a, a chance to talk about some other different things. We got obviously uh, some weather up there. It's going to be a, a cold um, a cold day. The, the snow that uh, I just put up on the screen there up in um, in the Hawthorne. So it will it will it will sort out the men and the boys. Only Kieran Tierney uh, will be with no gloves and short sleeves. I expect because for him it's probably like a Mediterranean holiday. Um, Kalasniak has gone out on loan uh, to Schalke, gone back to Schalke uh, with an option, I think, at the end. So he's gone. Happy about that, Trev? Yeah, I'm, I, I think he's conducted himself well, Kalasniak. I think he's conducted himself well. He's kept quiet. He's kept his head down. He's played when required. He's not moaned. He's not put any vicious comments on Twitter. He's not upset anybody. He's shown himself to be maybe not quite good enough to play for the Arsenal but he's shown himself to be con that he conducts himself in the right way. And I wish the man all the best, mate. He may not have been good enough, but he ain't, he's not let us down. He, he, he's, he's, he's been true to his word and he's done his best. Not quite good enough, but good luck to the man. Good luck to the man. Thoughts, Mem? Yeah, um, pleased that he's one of many to go. But yeah, Trevor summed it up, really. He's, he's, he, he did just go, he kept his mouth shut and went about his business. It, it was His number was clearly marked. He was on borrow time, as are a number of others. I think Mustafi's been in a similar fashion. And you've got to say, um, Socrates, is, he, he hasn't bitched them about, uh, bitched about things. There's, there's only one of them, and I'm sure you're going to get onto him at some point, yeah, um, that has really done that. And, and another fella, I think, who I was a fan of, um, 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 Grindozi. He's 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 made a few, I believe, a few remarks. You, you know, I don't follow it, so I just pick up little snippets here and there. But yeah, it, yeah, he was just not good enough, was he? You know, he tried. It, it, at times, you know, he he, he at times, yeah, at times it was it was he yeah. was hot and cold, hot and cold. Look, we've at already times. got three three first team players out in loan. Centre back uh, Mavropanos at Stuttgart. Torreira um, and Guendouzi are at Atletico and Hertha Berlin. Um, but when you look at Kalasniak, uh, Guendouzi, and the one that shall be mentioned shortly, um, Ozil, um, they are just that little cesspit of vipers that are in the dressing room that are, are just such a bad influence. Is he in the dressing room now? Is he? Is well, he in the dressing room? He's going to be at the training ground. He's going to be involved with the team. He's got. He's got to be on a WhatsApp group. You know. You know. It, it, they're going to. Be, they're involved. And leads us on nicely to Liam Brady's comments. Liam Brady said um, he's not a good guy in the dressing room. He's not a good guy in the pitch. 
on the pitch. Mem, we we briefly talked about it. What, 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 first of all, what were your thoughts of Liam Brady making those comments? And what's your view on those comments? And then, Trevor, leave it over to you. I'll just leave you guys chat. Initially, I was surprised that like Liam Chippy would even get involved, but it does demonstrate and clearly shows how much that football club means to that man for a start. You know, because he's is, is he not retired now? Is he he is more or less retired? Is he not? He's not. He's yeah. not he doesn't do anything for us per anymore. Man. So. Per Matasaka took over his role. Yeah, right. So I was initially surprised that he would get involved, but then I thought, well, you know, showed a bit of passion, I felt, and he kind of like sums it up. I think he summed him, he summed the fella up in a nutshell. And for all, or for whatever small bits of good play he's had, and I'm, again, you know, they talk about the number of assists that he's played and everything. There's no doubt in his ability, okay? I'm not saying he's not a player. I'm not saying that, okay? It's more than that. It's bigger than that. It's just what he's become about, where I've seen him in the circles that he moves in. Ah, oh, um, and just what he gives us on the pitch, yeah? Which is, it's just been really poor. So I, I don't really want to dwell on him too much, but... Initially surprised that Chippy would say anything and get involved. And then I thought, yeah, good for you, mate, because the club clearly means a hell of a lot to someone like Liam Brady still, as it should do. Uh, True Gooner also agrees that you didn't like that um, Brady got involved, not for me. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, the man in the Liam Brady 1979 shirt, uh, shirt Trevor? <laughs> well, it's it, it's interesting listening to what Mem says because Mem's exactly right. I, I was surprised when. I heard Brady comment, but I was surprised because I've never heard Brady go public before. He, uh, he may have done, but I can't recall hearing him go public before. So for Liam to go to make those comments and it to be so unusual, so so unusual for him to 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 make a comment like that, he must have been feeling extremely passionate or extremely upset or a bit of both. Yeah. Um, so. Then I started thinking, if he has actually said it, is there something to it? Because there's no doubt Liam Brady will still have some contacts around the club. Um, it, he may not be involved every day. He may not be involved every week. But there'll be people within the Arsenal Football Club that, that talk to Liam Brady regularly. So, And Heath Keogh is exactly right. I'll go back to... I've seen some comparisons made this week between... Messer Ozil and Liam Brady on social media, Fergus. And I don't doubt, like 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 Mem said, like Mem said correctly, there's no doubt that Messer Ozil is a very, very good football player. Yeah. He's not going to play again for the Arsenal, I don't think, but he's a very good football player. But let me tell you now, I'm one of the few people of the age that actually saw Liam Brady in his prime. And I remember him well. And I saw Messer Ozil in his prime. And I remember him well. I saw the conduct of Liam Brady because Liam Brady, don't forget, left us to go to Juventus under a little bit of a cloud, right? And Messer Ozil just down talks and stopped playing. But I'll tell you now, having watched both them men play, Liam Brady was by far a better football player than Messer Ozil was. Even from a skill perspective. I was going to say, is that, is that because of the type of football and the way football was then? But you're saying skill-wise, Brady was probably better than Ozil. 
you yeah. can't see Fergus. Everybody tries to make the time, the time lapse and even it up. So we'll never know. We can talk all night about it and we'll never know. But what I can tell you was <laughs> from, from an effort perspective, from a gold, from a goal scored perspective, he has got a goal, goal given. The Morgan Spice yeah. Rob Coke is kicking in. Well done, <laughs> I have to read it out just, just for the people who listen to this and don't always see it. Sorry, carry on, Trev. Right. No, well, you've cut me off now, so I'm going to shut up, Fergus. I'm going to split me down my hand and shut off. But I'm telling you now, in all aspects of being a man and being a player and the attitude, Brady was better than Ozil. Brady was better in all ways than Ozil. I never, ever saw Liam Brady down tools. And we knew he was leaving long before he left. We knew he was going to move. But he still gave 100%. He didn't, stand, he didn't take five minutes to walk off the field because he was being substituted because he never needed to be substituted. You know, he was, he was a class act. I, I'm sorry, Ozil. And, and I'll tell you what's finally finished, Ozil. I think, I think this high press, where they've got to play with energy up front for 90 minutes, they've got to play with energy up front for 90 minutes with this high press. I don't think Ozil can do it. I don't think no, he can do it. I don't no. think he's got it Agreed. to do it. No, you're yeah. absolutely right, mate. Absolutely right. But, uh, Liam Brady, um, uh, you know, people had a. It is hard to compare players from different eras and whatnot, but could you imagine, Trev, Messi, Ozil? I was really young when um, uh, <laughs> when uh, Liam Brady, when Chippy Brady left us. Yeah, I actually cried, mate. I was only, I was only, I was very young. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible time when he left. But uh, could you imagine Ozil playing in that Arsenal team back there? It just it just wouldn't happen. But could you take Liam Brady and put him into no. any era of football team anywhere in the world, and and he and, and he'd fit in because he was a class act. He really, really was. Um, he spent yeah. many years over in Italy. Well, Here we go. Is that the team? Man, I'm sorry, son. Team's out. Exactly. Team's out. Yeah, he's, no, he's Martinelli's on the bench. So, so we got Leno up, uh, Leno up front. Leno, Leno on goal. Bellerin holding Mari and Tierney as a back four. Uh, Sabias, oh dear, Shaka, uh, Saka, Smithrow, Abamyang, and Lacazette. So, as I said, um, Abamyang and Lacazette both get a start at the cost of uh, Martinelli, probably for the reasons that we said earlier in the podcast that he's coming back from injury. The bench is Ronyarison, David Louise, Maitland Niles, El Nenny, um, uh, Willock, William, Pepe, Martinelli, and Enketier. The bench is reasonably strong. Um, I'm not a fan of quite a few of the players in the sense of William, Pepe, um, uh, and Louise, I'm um, 50 50 on. Enketier, I. I, I the, 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 the talk about Enketier, Willock, and Nelson going on on um, on loan. Would you, would you consider putting any th all three of them on loan for the rest of the season, Trev? Um, yeah, I can't see why not. I can't see why not. I'm going to put my neck right on the line here, right on the line. We thought that we had three good ones in Nelson, Willock, and Enketier coming through. But they've not stood out like Smith Rowe and Saka have, who were a couple of years no. behind them, have they? 
not stood out at all. No. So at the moment, at the moment in my head, I'm thinking that in that in uh, in Willock, Nelson, and Anketia, we've got three very good squad players who may have a season, a good season or two. I don't. I, I, I've got me concerns as to whether they will ever shine at the very top. But I think that who we've got in the first team, Saka and Smith Rowe, I think they look. I think they look a grade above them at the moment, and I hope that continues. So, yeah, I, it wouldn't hurt for them to go out on loan at all. To be honest, your thoughts on that, man? Would you would you send any or yeah. all out? Yeah, I'm a I'm a Nielsen fan for some yeah, reason. I I've seen some real good bits of uh, quality from him, but um, it's fair to say he hasn't really. To take every time he seems as though he's going to get ahead of steam going when he gets injured or he gets taken out of the team but yeah i think it's right for them free to go out on loan i think trev's hit yeah bang on with what trev's saying really they're squad players and when you look at the other three that are well they are i suppose a little bit younger than them and coming up from behind them they're, they're sort of like performing so much better so yeah let them go out get a bit of game time it's, there's only worth letting them go out if they do get some game time. So if it's, if it's a Premier League team, I don't know whether they'll get into any Premier League team. So it may be the championship or something just to get some sort of minutes into their legs, assist goals, a bit of confidence with the intention of coming back and, you know, having a run at the first team. Because if it doesn't happen for them in the next 12 to 18 months, um, I think things can really uh, move on quickly away from them. Mm. Go back to looking at the lineup then, just to finally to finish on this game. Um, if we look at the lineup itself, what's your overall thought of that lineup then, Mem? And then I'll, I'll go to Trevor. The, the, the goalie picks himself, yeah. Um, I mean, he's the number one pick, okay? He's the best goalie at the club. I think the, the back full, picks itself, doesn't it, really? The, the, the full backs have done really well in the past couple of games. Holding for me, it's just I've said it to you this week as well. He's just got a real good knack of getting his head on the ball when people are crossing into our box. Yeah, Mari, still too early to say, but he looks really good, composed. The side of the penalty that he gave away by dangling his leg out, he looks quite useful and decent as well. Um, he's he brought Tobias in because I'm I, I guess El Nenny's performance was in especially in the first half was a little bit lax. But he did cover Bellerin when he was going forward really well. So I hope Danny Sabias is aware of that. Saka is is our best player hands down, mate. To, I know he's young and everything, but he, he, he virtually carries us, that boy. Let's hope Aubameyang can uh, get a goal or two tonight. Yeah, maybe lift himself up. Smith Rowe, a big fan of his as well. And and, and Lacazette, he's, he's on form. He's scoring goals. So, yeah, he's going to play him at number nine and... Aubameyang's taking Martinelli's place because of, as you've rightly said, of, of the injury that he's coming back from. But I still would have done it the other way. I still would have put Gabby in for 60 minutes and then brought either Lacquer or or, or, or um, Aubameyang on. But I guess he's thinking, well, it's a way to West Brom and Sam Allardyce is going to play us in a particular way. So he's gone with a bit more experience. Trev, your thoughts on that lineup? Um and the fact that Martinelli's on the bench, is he is he probably a more impact player than, say, Aubameyang or Lacazette could be against a big Sam side? I, I absolutely agree with you, boys. I think the back five at, itself, at the moment picks itself. Absolutely. I can't see, couldn't see how he could drop any of those. Thankfully, he hasn't. Um, they picked Xhaka for every single game. El Nelly picked Xhaka for every single game. Wenger picked Xhaka for every single game. Uh, 
Arteta's picked Xhaka for every single game, so they must see something in him. They've put Sabayas in next to him, which will give us a little bit more forward movement than El Nenny. Mem's exactly right about El Nenny. Maybe he didn't have his best game last time. Still a toss of a coin. Uh, and then you've got you've you've got Saka and Smith Rowe. I do think we're going to miss Martinelli because as much as Albamiang and Lacazette might try that. Martinelli's 10 years younger, you know, and, and he's, he flies around a bit quicker. I can see why they've rested Martinelli. But I also agree 100% with Mem that he could have played Martinelli tonight for an hour or however long. And they said to him, hey, off your trot for a week. Go and have a week off. Put your feet up. We've got FA Cup next week. We don't need you for that. Come back in a week's time when you've had a really good rest. So I would have liked to have seen him get 45 minutes in or an hour in tonight because I really do think the lad is that special. But looking at the side, if they all play to form, if they all play well, much as I said earlier about the midfield, Fergus, Aubameyang and Lacazette are now thinking we've got to play. We've got to play because we're not guaranteed to be in this side. So hopefully we'll all lift tonight and we'll be all right. Fine. Score predictions then. I'm going to go. I'll go first this time. I'm going to go. I've, I've said it and I'll, I'm sticking with it. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with 1-0 because I think Big Sam is going to be defensive. He's going to try to set them up with a, uh, with a you know, a two banks of 10, as I said at, at the very start of this podcast. Um I'm hoping it's more. Uh, we could do with more. Help our goal difference. It'd be nice to get three, four, five past them. Um, it'd be really, really nice to keep a clean sheet because uh, one of the stats I had on here about keeping clean sheets, I think it's uh, our fourth game or something like that if we keep a clean sheet. So I can't find the stat. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a 1-0 to the Arsenal. Mem? Uh, I'm going to go with 2-1. Uh, I, I don't think... I, yeah, 2-1. It's going to be a really tough game, though. And Trev? I've, I'm just thinking, like Mem said, uh, and you said, Fergus, in fairness, Big Sam's got his own way of playing. Mm. But are the West Brom players good enough to play that way? Are they? Can they keep their concentration for 90 minutes to play the Big Sam way? I've got my doubts. I went for 1-0 earlier, but I've had a change of mind. I've had a change of mind. And I'm going to go for 2 0 to the mighty Arsenal. Just like Rob in there. Yeah. I'm going to go for 2 0 to the mighty Arsenal. Right, guys, we're going to wrap it up then. We went on a little bit earlier than we normally do. We normally go on a half hour before. We went on a little bit earlier because I wanted to talk about that Liam Brady and a little bit about the transfer sort of stuff. Uh, but there's also a couple of other topics I want to talk about, not necessarily football related uh, and a little bit more deep and a bit more serious. There's a guy called Jake Corey, a gooner. Um, he's uh, part of the Arsenal Fans Forum Committee, which Dave Hurl and some other people um, represent the various bodies within the Arsenal fan base, from disabled fans to season ticket holders and so on. Um, he's a young autistic guy. He does uh, a lot of stuff on Twitter and Instagram about um, uh, um, being an autistic uh, guy at school and having mental health issues and everything else. The poor chap tried to take his life uh, a few days ago. He took an overdose. Uh, thankfully, Essex police found him. And the Guna family on Twitter um, and Instagram and everything else uh, screamed out to the Essex police uh, and uh, found him. 
I did put a post on um, our Facebook page and I did put a po post on Arsenal Fans Forum. Two seconds, Trev. There are, there's help there. Talk to people. Trev, talk if you wish. Fergus, I just want to support what you're saying, mate. Because I'm one of the I'm one of the first voices to say that on occasions, on too many occasions, the Arsenal Twitter world is vicious, vile at times. But when it was really needed this week, when the Arsenal fans were really needed this week, they came together and for a day, Arsenal Twitter world pulled together as one. And I'm proud of it, really proud of it. And I want to put it on the record. That young man is now in a much better place. And it's mainly down to the actions of some very, very good Arsenal fans. Yeah, just reiterate the same thing, really. Yeah, you you know I'm not one one to follow this sort of stuff, but to hear something like that, it, it is a, it is uplifting and heartwarming. It really is, because there's a lot. Of, it's it's really tough. It's been such a terrible year, and it's it's been tough for so many people in in all walks of life. Um, yeah, and and putting football aside, that's really good to hear that something like that happened. Good. And the last thing I'd like to say on a very much more personal level, um, as uh, you will know myself, my wife tested positive on the, at the Everton game for COVID-19. Yeah, I look amazing, uh, except for the hair, because that's from October. Um, uh, and I didn't get my Christmas haircut. Um, I've recovered well. I didn't really have much symptoms. My wife uh, suffered a little bit um, more. And sadly, my wife is uh, <clears throat> taken into hospital and um, she's been looked after by some fantastic people in Whips Cross Hospital. So I'd just like to say to any nurses, doctors, or anybody else out there, thank you very much for what you do. And uh, to anybody who doesn't believe or does believe, whatever, whatever you think, uh, you've got a social responsibility to yourself, your family, your mankind, to just obey the rules. Whether you agree with them or not, just, just do them. Yeah, me and Trev had a conversation, and... I could get this virus and pass it on to Trev and Trev not, might get nothing. Men might get nothing. And then you pass it on to somebody else and they get struck down like my wife. I'm speaking to my wife every two hours. I'm going to speak to her as soon as we hang up on here before the game starts. And she's on huge amount of oxygen, huge amount of drugs. Um, so, you know, it, it's real. So the most important thing, though, out of the video is just do what you can for uh, your fellow uh, mankind and thank you to everybody from ambulance workers to healthcare assistants to uh, to to anybody who has anything to do the police the fire engine the fire service anybody who has to do anything with uh, helping us out through this uh, very difficult time boys uh, sorry to take it deep but i have well, to no well said ferg well said mate yeah, yeah. absolutely um, well said fergus absolutely son i've watched you this week mate i've watched you be strong I've watched you be strong for your for your missus who's been poorly, uh, and and I'm proud of you, pal. You know, as a good friend of mine, I'm proud of you. And oh, this ain't real. That thinks they can't pick it. Trust me, I'm telling you this week. I've watched one of my very best friends, Fergus, suffer greatly this week because his poor wife is in hospital. Thankfully, she's getting better now. But I'm proud of you, Fergus. Proud of what you said. And we're all with you, pal. 100%. Okay. Do you want me to carry on? Bang on, mate. Bang on, fellas. Listen, guys, um, let's try um, and enjoy the game. 
Uh, I'm going to give my I'm going to finish now because I want to give my wife <laughs> a call before the game starts. Uh, just out of interest, Brighton are three three against Wolves. But wow. you have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Wait a minute, Fergus. Uh, wait a minute, Fergus. Wait a minute, Fergus. Wait a minute. <laughs> Fergus, wait a minute. You know, you know when you talk to your missus on the phone. You know what? You know, you know when you talk to her on the phone shortly. Can you please yeah. tell her to get well soon? Get well soon, because I'm fed up being nice to you. I'm fed up being nice. To you. I don't want to be nice to you anymore. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> Take a bow, son. Take a bow. <laughs> um, oh. As I said, it's by Arsenal fans for. Arsenal fans, uh, we do this because we. Uh, the concept is three, four guys, girls, fellas, Arsenal fans down the pub having a beer um, and just chatting football. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you do like it, uh, subscribe to SoundCloud or subscribe to the YouTube or uh, follow us on Facebook. We would like if you click the like button on YouTube because uh, I'm trying to get to a thousand because once the football comes back to normal, we might be able to do some of this stuff in a local pub or something like that using my mobile phone. As it stands at the moment, I can't use mobile tethering um, to do anything if we did. I don't know what we're going to do. It's, it, it's just to give us an opportunity to try and do other stuff. But listen, only one last thing to say. Up the arse. <laughs> You've been Up listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.